Welcome back to Faith FM Australia, 87.6, 87.8 and 88 FM. And thank you, Ken, for that wonderful interview. We just wanted to quickly mention for our listeners who are interested, Signs of the Times magazine has a podcast as well, and that's airing at 5.30 p.m. on Monday. So if you want to hear more about Faith, um, Signs of the Times, you can definitely catch up with Kent there. And actually, Lyle, Kent mm-hmm. is going to be filling in for you tomorrow because you're going to nick off and leave me all by myself. Yeah. Yeah, special special guest host tomorrow. Something to look forward to. We'll be hearing more about Ken and about his work at Signs and he'll be helping me host the show while Lyle abandons us. No, I'm kidding. But Lyle, let me quickly give you another clue for Okay, our so before quiz. we go to our encounter section where we're talking about Galatians and I'm super excited about what we're going to be talking about mm-hmm, this morning. I know morning. you are. I know you are. Okay, so what am I? The first clue was Paul says in the last days people will be lovers of this. The second clue was Judas threw this into the temple and then went and hanged himself. And the third clue that I'm going to give you is this. The love of this is the root of all kinds of evil. Okay, I'm sure that you know the answer to that quiz. And so if you'd like to have a prize, then give us a call 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669 or send a message to our Facebook page and there is a prize coming your way. But Monica, with our Encounter with God section this this time, Mm. we have Mm. this passage here in Galatians that we've been talking about, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit more again today, from chapter 2 and verse 16, where it says, Yet we know that a person is made right or justified with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. And we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we might be made right with God because of our faith in Christ, not because we have obeyed the law, for no one will ever be made right with God by obeying the... By, uh, the, the let me try that again. By obeying the law. Now, Monica, there's a very fascinating um, aspect to this verse because it's actually far richer than many people realize. Mm-hmm. When it talks about the f- faith in Jesus Christ... If you look at the Greek behind it, it actually carries the concept of the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. And I have a local local expert on the phone with me right now who's Ooh. going to comment on this very quickly. David, are you there? <laughs> I'm here, I'm here, Lyle. Thank you. Yes, David, what can you tell us about this concept of the faithfulness of Jesus or the faith of Jesus? We often read about the faith of Jesus. What what does that actually mean, the faith of Jesus? Well, most of the modern translations have rendered this phrase, which in the Greek is pistis Yesu, which is faith Jesus, or pistis Yesu Christu, which is faith Jesus Christ. And it sounds a little funny to us, to our uh, English ears, because it sort of lacks a a modifying participle there, right? It's just faith Jesus, not faith in, not faith of. But what's really great is that this has historically been translated in what's called the objective genitive. And I don't want to get too technical there, but that just means... Yeah, you just went over my head, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. It just means possessive. The genitive means possessive. So so we usually translate this as my faith in the object. Sure. That is faith in Jesus, my faith in the object. But this is also translatable, and many modern translators are saying, you know what, many modern theologians are saying, this is a better way to translate this, not in the objective genitive, but in the subjective genitive, which changes the whole feel of the passage. Instead of Paul saying that we're not saved by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus, he says we're not saved by the works of the law, but by the faithfulness of Jesus. And then he says, this is why we have believed in Jesus. And the question that I love to ask about that, Lyle, is I simply say, look, if I'm saved by 
my faith in Jesus, mm-hmm. where is the location of saving faith? I'll ask you that question. Oh, well, that's with me. If it's, if it's my faith in Jesus, the location is with me. Very good. And now let's translate it in the subjective genitive. If I'm saved by the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, where is the location of the faith or the faithfulness? That's with Jesus. Okay, great. Now here's the question, the follow-up question. Where do you want the saving faith, your security, your confidence in God to reside, in yourself or in Jesus' perfect righteousness and obedience? Yeah, well, def- definitely <laughs> Jesus. Definitely not with myself. <laughs> Don't leave that thing with me at all. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So it's a great passage, and as you said, it's one of those passages that that's beautiful even in the English on the surface, but when you dig a little deeper, there are gems and and uh, insights underneath the, the immediate reading of the text that are just absolutely illuminating and really encouraging and comforting. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic, David. Thank you so much for sharing with us today and uh, great to have you on the show. And uh, maybe we'll get you on the show to comment on some of these uh, challenging passages um, on other occasions when we get the chance. You invite me and I'd love to come. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. You too. Thanks, Pastor Ashrick. Have a good one. Now, Lyle, Bye-bye. I just want to ask you, mm-hmm. that passage you read out from Galatians, Yes, it does kind of sound like it means that we can just be as naughty as we want to be. Why does it sound like that? Well, it just, it says you're not saved by your good works. So, like, does that mean I can just do naughty works? Okay, no, not at all. And and this is something we've actually um, um, talked about a couple of times uh, here on Faith FM, and that is that when we experience the faithfulness of Jesus to save us, the last thing that you want to do is to go and do bad things. It's a little bit like, you know, if you're caught speeding, and I don't know whether you've ever been caught speeding, but you, okay, she's, she's nodding her head. <laughs> you know, and the copper pulls you over and he's like, okay, why were you speeding? And you've got no excuse because you never have an excuse for speeding. There's no, no, never an excuse for that. And, uh, and, and so then, you know, he has a look at your license and he has a look at your record and he comes back and he says, okay, I'm going to let you off this time. Okay, you've come under grace. Mm. You know, he has given, he has extended undeserved favor to you. He has extended grace to you and he has exercised faithfulness in you that you won't go and speed again. And so when Jesus exercises that faithfulness in you, uh, that, you know, he's extended his grace to you, why would you want to go and sin again? That would kind of be throwing it back you know, in his face. That's right. I yeah. mean, you, let's let's say that you know the cop car. He's pulled up behind you there. He's he's just getting back into his driver's seat, and you're like, "Yes, I'm under grace. That's fantastic." And you rev the engine, you dump the clutch, and you burn rubber down the road. <laughs> you know, is that really a great way of expressing gratitude for the grace that you have received? No, and it's unlikely that that policeman will <laughs> extend grace again. <laughs> and the great thing about Jesus is that he will extend grace every time you truly from the bottom of your heart, earnestly come to him uh, for that grace. Because, um, you know, if we just treat it like, oh, yeah, God will forgive me every time, then that's the kind of the wrong attitude, isn't it? Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> but I love this concept that Jesus has his faithfulness in us, his faithfulness towards us is how we are justified and that, um, you know, it, it rests with Jesus. It's all, it's all with Jesus, not with us. Yeah, it's, it's actually a huge relief. To, to know that and to hear that explained. That, that you don't have to generate enough yeah. enough faith within yourself to be yeah. saved. Because that could be works, couldn't it? Absolutely. I, I just don't want any part of that to be something that I have to do because I, I feel like nothing I do, even if it looks right, the motives are wrong. You know, I just, I'm so glad that Jesus takes it all upon his shoulders and extends his grace to me. And we're going to look at some more verses about this in just a moment.
Amen. Can't wait to hear more. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so if we go over to Romans, let's go to Romans chapter 3, and we'll look at a couple of verses here. I love Romans 3. There's so much really um, good material in Romans 3 in relationship to the law. Romans 3, and if we go down to verse 22, if you've got that one for us there, Mark? Yep. Romans 3.22, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe, for there is no distinction. Okay, so you've got the righteousness of God, which is by the faith of Jesus Christ, it says in my older English translation. Mm-hmm. So what, are, what is it that we are receiving by the faithfulness of Jesus in this verse? The righteousness of God? Righteousness. Wow. Okay, okay so it's his faithfulness. That gives us righteousness. So when we come to God and we ask for his righteousness, because of his faithfulness, he will give it to us. Wow, his faithfulness. His faithfulness, absolutely. Okay. Now, clearly, our faith in Jesus is an important part of our Christian experience. And as we mentioned uh, the other day, you've got to have both of these aspects. We're not saying that, oh, you don't need to have any faith in Jesus. No, 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 no. We have lots of faith in Jesus, but Christianity is all about. Um, But we need to remember and note here that there's a much deeper lesson here, and that's Jesus' faithfulness in us Mm -hmm. to do what he has promised to do. So he absolutely believes that we can do what he's asked us to do, which is... Such an inspiring and, faithfulness because he knows that we can do because he knows the beginning from the end. And, and, and not only that, but when he says, I will make you righteous, I will justify you, I will sanctify you, when he makes that statement because of his faithfulness, he will never back down from that statement. Wow. So we have that guarantee that what God has said, he will do if we allow him to do it within us. It's almost like his his faith in us is an, an enabling within its self oh absolutely yeah yeah for sure and and uh, you know when somebody believes in you that's uh that's a very powerful thing isn't it uh-huh it's almost like as if, it's almost like as if someone looked into the future like say you were running a race mm-hmm. and someone who'd been in the future had saw that you won the race mm-hmm. and came back and was like i have faith in you that you're going to win this race and you knew that you were going to win because they knew the future it's kind of like that, right? Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> kind so there's, like there's, there's two aspects to this. There is, there is the faithfulness of Jesus in that he's faithful, in that he will do everything that he has said he will do. Mm. There is the faith of Jesus in you where he believes in you. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about the faith of Jesus, we've got a couple of different aspects here that we can um, explore. Let's go to uh, verse 26. Romans 3, 26. chapter. Yes. Okay, it says, for it, sorry, it was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Okay, so if you replace the faith in Jesus with the faith of Jesus, he is the justifier of the one who Jesus is faithful to. So, he, Well, Jesus is faithful to justify us if we come to him. It's the faithfulness of Jesus that brings us justification. And, of course, we need to remind everybody that justification is a legal term and mm-hmm. it means to be declared innocent, to be, to be declared righteous. In other words, justification, just as if I'd never done it. So Jesus is, run this by me again, Jesus' faith in us justifies us. Okay, Jesus' faithfulness. Jesus' faithfulness. Yes. Okay. Because Jesus has promised to justify us, and Mm -hmm. because he is faithful to his promise, he will justify us. 
Wow, this is – I didn't know Galatians was full of all these goodies. It's, it's, it's one of these books that is deep when you dig within it. There are so many gems just sort of hiding right there beneath the surface. I feel like it's an and, onion. And, and once again, it comes back to this. Our salvation is with Jesus Christ. It's like if you go down in Galatians um, a little bit further, they'd go down to verse 20 mm-hmm. where Paul says, uh, this is chapter 2 and verse 20, I am crucified with Christ. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, I live. Obviously, he's writing the book of Galatians. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. So he's talking about death to self. So where does death to self lie? Is this something that lies with us or it lies with Jesus? Okay, the key to this is in what Paul says, I am what? Crucified. Okay, think about that. Can you do that yourself? Can you commit suicide by crucifixion. Mm, no, you'd have a no. hard time playing and that And when off. it comes to dying to self, Paul could have used all kinds of different uh, analogies right here, You know, different kinds of death, but mm. he chooses this one because this one you can't do to yourself. You need like a team of people to do that one. Yeah, that's right. You need mm-hmm. external power to be mm. able to do this. Mm-hmm. And he's illustrating the point that even when it comes to dying to self, it's not of us. It's of Jesus. Is any part of it us? Like, you know... Yes, there is a part of it that is us, and that is found in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. The Bible says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And the verb in that verse is the word let. Okay. That's the action word. So we have to let Jesus. Because he will never force his way in. Okay, so it's basically just making the choice? Yes, absolutely. And obviously a, a sincere choice. Mm-hmm. And, and that can be challenging at times because there are times when, you know, self wants to be on the throne and self wants to be in control and self wants to, you know, just rule everything. And self is always going to get you into trouble. Mm-hmm. And, and so it can be challenging to stop and say, no, I surrender to Jesus Christ at this time. But... God cannot force his way in. He cannot force us to surrender and allow him to change us because if he forced himself, then we would cease to be a person. We would be a robot. We would not have the power of choice. The moment the power of choice disappears, we simply become a robot. And God obviously didn't want that because if he wanted robots, he just would have created a bunch of robots, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, that would have been easy and sin would never have existed and love would also never existed because love does not exist without the power of choice. So he he wants us to have the choice. He wants us to choose right. him out of our own volition Absolutely. and to let him out of our own volition. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, with this whole letting business, yes, is that just something that we just do one time or do we have to do it continually? Paul says, I die daily. I die daily. I die daily. He's crucified daily, in other words. He's, he dies to self on a daily basis. So he chooses, he lets God every day, he chooses Jesus every day. It's a little bit like a relationship. Mm-hmm. If you are in a relationship with somebody, you know there are days when it just goes automatically and there are days when there's a little bit of friction there. Uh-huh. But what makes a relationship work is commitment. Mm-hmm. And what makes a relationship work is when you choose every single day to be in love with this person. And what makes your relationship with God work is choosing to die to self and to let him come into your life every single day. What if I don't feel like it? You can make that choice regardless of whether you feel like it or not. And this is how, once again, how a relationship works. You don't feel like it, but you make that choice because you know intellectually, I love this person. You know, you just feelings, it's not about feelings. Mm -hmm. Feelings is not where it's at. It's about Faith 
our faith in Jesus and Jesus' faith in us. And that, and faith is, is a very different thing from feelings. Well, so we need to follow our, our faith and not our feelings. Because God can take care of our feelings as well, yes, can't he? Absolutely. Oh, that's really heartening to know. I'm glad that um, we can choose God every single day, regardless of how we feel. We're going to take a little break now.
was Endless Praise. God is here on Faith FM and we are into our encounter with God and working our way through the challenging book of Galatians. Mm, the layers upon layers upon layers book of Galatians. Absolutely. But before we do, another clue for our quiz. Yes. Okay. What am I? I'm going to give you the, the, the first three clues again. Paul says in the last days, people will, people will be lovers of this. Mm-hmm. Judas threw this into the temple and then went and hanged himself. The love of this is the root of all kinds of evil. Mm-hmm. And then our next clue is Simon the sorcerer offered this to Peter and John so that he would have the ability to give the spirit to those on whom he laid his hands. Okay. So what do you do, bribe people with? What is... Mm. That, that was a clue and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a pretty easy one today. If you think you know the answer, one 800 faith FM, or that's 1-800-324-843 or text us on 049. 0-4-6-6-9, and we will send you Melissa Otto's album Blue Sky if you get the question right. Okay, so continuing on here, we have another passage that we're going to look at in relationship to the faithfulness of Jesus. And with this time, we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 3. And we're actually going to read verse 11 and 12, Monica. Let's find those ones. Ephesians chapter 3, yes. verses 11 and 12. Yes. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. Okay, let me read it in the old KJV. You know mm-hmm. I love the old KJV. Yes, we all do. It's a great yeah. version. And I'm going to read verse 12, just focus on this one specifically. It says, in whom, that's Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of Jesus. Mm. So rather than by faith in Jesus, it's Mm -hmm. the faith of Jesus. So what is it that we gain by the faith of Jesus here in this passage? Uh, Boldness and confidence. And access. Access. Access is so important. We have access to God and we can come to God boldly because of the faithfulness of Jesus. So when the Bible says, come boldly to the throne of grace, Jesus makes this promise and Jesus says, you can come boldly to the throne of grace. Therefore, because we know that he is faithful, he will never back away from that promise. We always have access to Jesus Christ, not because of our faith but because of his faithfulness to stick by his promise that he will make that access available to us. So we should always be confident to approach Jesus because of his faith in us. Because of his faithfulness. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. I'm loving this study, Lyle. It's 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 so interesting because you know you, of course uh, let's not downplay the role of our faith in Jesus. Of course, we need to have faith in Jesus, mm-hmm. and we need to exercise that faith and see how that faith is played out. And it, and the Bible, when it talks about faith, does not talk about blind faith. Mm-hmm. And so there are many people out there, you know, in the uh, non-religious community who look at people of faith and they well, faith is believing in something that you have no evidence for. Mm-hmm. No, the Bible says faith is the evidence of things that are not seen and the substance. Um, so evidence and substance is a requirement of faith. And so, no, we're not into just like believing in fairy tales that we have no evidence for. Christians look for solid, reasonable evidence for their faith. And this would be one of them. And this would be one of them. Absolutely. Mm. I have I have been accused by an atheist friend of being a blind sheep before. And what did you say? 
I think I think it was a while ago, and I think I said to him that I agree that I'm definitely a sheep, <laughs> but I'm not blind. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. I uh-huh. like that. Yes, because the Bible says we are all like sheep and gone who have gone astray. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, of course, gave his life to bring us back, and he was faithful in doing so. It was because of Jesus' faithfulness that he came and gave his life on the cross mm-hmm. because the Bible says he was crucified from the foundation of the world, you know, the crucifixion, the promise of what Jesus would do, it's always been there. And his act in actually carrying through with it is an evidence of his faithfulness. Let's just say for a second that I, that I was an atheist mm-hmm. and we were having a conversation and I accused you of being a blind sheep. What would you have said? You know, I don't think I would have been quick enough to say, yeah, I'm a sheep. I would say, you know, that's a great observation that you've made right there. I don't believe in blind faith. I think that that's actually a very dangerous thing. Mm. I don't believe in anything that I don't have good, solid, reasonable evidence for. And it's one of the things that I admire about Thomas. Mm. You know, Thomas was somebody who was like, okay, you've asked me to believe in Jesus that he has raised from the dead. I want evidence. And, And I'm a little bit like Thomas that way. I want evidence. This is doubting Thomas, the doubting yeah, disciple. This is, this, yep, is, yep. this is doubting Thomas. <laughs> Maybe I'm a little bit of a doubting Thomas, but I'm the kind of person, if I'm going to believe in something, I want reasonable evidence for it. Didn't Thomas get rebuked by Jesus for being so demanding of evidence? I would say he was rebukingly encouraged. Are we rebukingly encouraged if we want evidence for Jesus' existence? There's nothing wrong with looking for evidence for Jesus' existence. Mm-hmm. And we should be looking for evidence and we should be able to present that evidence. And when an atheist comes and says, hey, you've got no evidence, we should be in a position where as Christians we can answer that question and say, well, actually, have you considered this? And then this and then, you know, and start to go through the various evidences. And if you are looking for evidence, then maybe, what well, do we have a do we have a Case for Christ DVD over We there? do indeed. Love. Maybe we'll give that away. Yeah, we can get in that one away. of our in one of our upcoming shows. Yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned for the case for Christ. Yeah, actually, that is that is a really great evidence field. That's right, because this is about a man who was a doubting Thomas, and he went on a search for. Okay, is there evidence for Christ? Did he exist? Is there evidence that he died? Did mm-hmm. he die? Is the evidence that he rose from the dead? Did he ra- rise from the dead? Do you think we have a problem with the church being full of blind believers that haven't really? I don't know, you sussed it out for themselves, not there is Absolutely, evidence. and that's what makes Christians look like fools. Oh, wow, okay, yeah, strong words there. Yeah. So often we're like, we follow a feeling or we follow whatever the preacher says and we don't actually look for reasonable answers and we end up believing all kinds of things that give a just horrible, horrible picture of God mm. because we're just like, oh, yeah, the preacher said it, so it must be true kind of thing, and we just follow blindly along. No, I have to admit... Um, you know, back when I was a backslidden youth, I remember <laughs> being in a bar. This is in my BC life, and someone asked BC me. BC as in before Christ. Be, yeah, before conversion. And then I remember someone asking me about, you know, the religion that I'd grown up in, and I basically told him it was the reason we did all these things was because of tradition. And I just had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea. I, th- I literally thought it was all tradition. So, yeah, yeah, I was at one point one of those blind believers, so to speak, who gave terrible answers for and This faith. is what we, we, we need to, we need to, for our youth, we need to give our youth. Um, really good reasons Absolutely. for what we believe in. Absolutely. Hey, guess what we've got coming up? What? We have Neil Thompson coming up. Oh, what's he doing? Love matters, as oh, always. Because yes, love does really matter, doesn't it?
always enjoy his segments on this show right here. We're just going to take a quick song break and then we're going to be straight into Love Matters. Stay tuned. We'll be back after that with more great programming and some free giveaways. Safely to a 
if what God has already done isn't enough for you, nothing's going to be enough for you. Because it's meant to be real. And real life stories have baggage. We know that Peter's a loose cannon. It's all about context. And he chose different personalities to express that because his personality is infinite. If it's a love song written to us, when we're at our lowest points, we've got backup. Like a lot of the rational arguments for the existence of God, they tend to work better after you believe. Hi, this is Luke from oztabletalk.com.au. Please join myself and some of my closest friends as we explore our faith through conversation, Bible study, interviews, and more. You can find us online at oztabletalk.com.au. That's oz as in Australia, A-U-S, tabletalk.com.au. Looking forward to seeing you there. Bye. I'm so glad that's recorded because I want to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> Someone called it a care package there. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
we're going to meet at one o'clock tomorrow for lunch. I'm going to be there. I'm going to meet you then. And I look forward to meeting you then actually at one o'clock. And um, if you're not there though, just know that I'm just going to go ahead and book and order my lunch and go ahead anyway. That's a boundary. And you're setting it up. You're being really clear that you want to have lunch together. You're looking forward to having lunch together. But if they're not going to be there, then there's consequence. And the consequence is you're just going to go ahead and have lunch anyway because you can't be late getting back to your workspace or whatever it is. So you set that boundary up. And then what happens is if they turn up late and it's one o'clock and they're not there, just go ahead and order and and have your meal. And if they turn up late, just say, and you've got to go back to work, then at that point, just go back to work. There'll be consequences of that. Your partner will begin to feel the consequences of that. But what you're helping to set up is you're helping to set up in a, um, a healthy boundary that will conspire for your relationship success. Well, you're with Neil on Love Matters on Faith FM and stick around. We've got so much more coming up here on Faith FM.
Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Australia. And Lyle, guess what? What? Somebody answered the quiz. Oh, congratulations. Who answered the quiz? It was Michelle via Facebook. Oh, fantastic. You can actually get in touch with us uh, via our Facebook and you can enter our various competitions. Michelle got the answer correct and the answer was, guess what? Money. We you all know knew it. that. It was money. The yes. love of money is the root of all evil. People will love money at the end of time. What was the other ones? Judas threw money Judas, into the... yeah, the bribery, the sorcerer. 20 pieces of silver. Yeah, offered a bribe. 30 pieces of silver. Mm-hmm, the disciples. Yep. Now, Lyle, we're going to do the question of the day. And actually, interestingly enough, this is a part two question. That's right. Yeah, because uh, people have been very interested in the question that we had yesterday, um, which was about being under grace. Like, what does it mean to be under grace? Yes, in comparison to being <laughs> under the law. And yesterday we spoke about it briefly, but we didn't actually have time to deal into the Bible. So today we're going to dig into the Bible and we're going to look for a biblical definition of what it means to be under grace and what it means to be under the law. So we're going to go to Romans chapter 3 and we've been looking at Romans 3 a little bit in our encounter section. But here in Romans chapter 3, uh, let's go down to verse 19 where it says this. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law. Okay, so let's stop there for a moment before we go any further. The law, the Bible here is speaking about those who are under the law. And the law speaks to those who are under it. Mm-hmm. Paul continues on. He says that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. So let's put together what we have so far. The law speaks to those who are under the law. The result of that is that everybody is guilty. Mm-hmm. So therefore we know that guilt is associated with being under the law, right? Okay, yeah. Okay, so if you have broken the law, and we'll come back to our policeman analogy that we were talking about earlier, Mm -hmm. where you break the law, you are speeding. Mm -hmm. And as a result of the fact that you have broken the law, the policeman pulls you over and he is going to give you a speeding fine. Mm -hmm. At that moment, you are under the law because you are guilty of having broken the law. Yeah, got it. Uh-huh. Okay. Now then, if the policeman then extends to you grace mm-hmm. and lets you off, you've now come out from being under the law. You are no longer under the law if the policeman extends to you grace. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Right, so now you're under grace. Do you want to speed again? 
No. No. It's a really good <laughs> feeling to be under grace. And yeah, it's it is. really nice to stay under grace, and we want to stay under grace because it's just fantastic, and it's a, it's a, it's an amazing thing. And so, uh, using this analogy, we then look at God's law, mm-hmm. and we are all the world is guilty because all the world has broken God's law. All of the world has come under the law through breaking it. And we want to get under grace. So how do you get under grace? By accepting Jesus Christ and accepting the grace that he offers to us, as the Bible says, a free gift. Really? Absolutely. So if you go over to Romans chapter 6, where it says this, uh, Romans chapter 6, we go down to verse 15, uh, verse 14, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. The Bible says sin is the breaking of God's law. So the breaking of God's law will not have dominion over you. It will not rule over you because you've come out from being under the law and you are now under grace. Grace is God's means by which God forgives you of your sins and gives you power to gain victory in your life over temptations. This is really good news. Is this what they call the good news? Is that this is the good news of the gospel. Hey, this is right the good here. news. Well, so we- being under the law is not doing away with the law. It is being um, guilty of breaking it. We'll be right back after this song with some free stuff. Amen. Love free stuff. Inside my chest beats a heart You have Blessed, but I've pushed you apart I've never had a test that I've passed My life was a mess from the start But you smile at me with love You descend like a dove You say, child, let me rescue One day I will stand 
sanctified and blessed, you're set apart. You were listening to Anna Beaton, uh, Beating Hard, here on Faith FM, and we have come to that part of the show that is Monica's favourite part of the show. Why free is it your favourite part? I love giving away free stuff. I used to think that my favourite four-letter word was sale, and then I discovered free stuff, and I realised my favourite four-letter word is actually free. But, Lyle... Are you one of these kind of people that, that, that goes through Gumtree looking for yes. the free section? Yes, you absolutely. Are? Why would why would you pay if you could get it for free? That's what I'm saying. I'm all about that free... Dude, I'm German, okay? <laughs> now, listen... We were talking earlier about blind faith yes. and about being blind sheep, so to speak. And we have a free giveaway gift that we lined up to sort of match with this theme. And it is um, a wonderful film based on a true story called The movie. Case yeah. for Christ. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's a DVD. Uh-huh. And it's about an investigative journalist. Who, did he marry a believer? Was that the deal? No, his, his, he was married to an atheist. They were both devout atheists. Mm-hmm. And what happened was that his wife, um, through various circumstances, became a believer in Jesus Christ and started going to church. And he's like, it, it was starting to pull his, his relationship apart. He didn't know how to deal with it. He's like, this is bringing too much trauma to my family. I didn't sign up for this. I married an atheist. I wanted to live with an atheist. Now I'm living with a Christian. How do I manage this? What am I going to do? His whole life was in turmoil. And someone challenged him and said, look, you're one of America's greatest investigative journalists. Just investigate this story. Find out whether it's for real or not. And so one of, as one of America's greatest investigative journalists, he did an investigative journalism piece on Jesus Christ to find out, was he real? Did he live? Did he die? Did he rise again? Is he the Son of God? And it completely transformed his life purely from an intellectual perspective. He began mm-hmm. with an, from an intellectual perspective. And it's just, it's an amazing story. It's an amazing DVD. It's an amazing journey of faith. Yeah, so this is the true life story of Lee Strobel. Don't know that name rings a bell. Lee Strobel, indeed one of the greatest investigative journalists in the States. And it's got uh, all kinds of great actors. It's got Michael Vogel, Erica Christensen. It's got Academy Award winner Faye Dunaway and Academy Award nominee Robert Forster in it. Um, if you'd like to get your hands on this DVD, it is absolutely free from us today. All you do is call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. Be the first caller. 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669. Jump on our uh, Facebook page, FaithFM Australia. You can even email us, faithfm.com.au and um, dump on our website and find our email on there and you can shoot us an email and we will send that to you free of charge, even free shipping. Fantastic. And of course, don't forget, if you are struggling with a dodgy signal, then find us on the TuneIn app. Mm-hmm. Um, at Faith FM Australia and you'll have a perfect signal anywhere in Australia. Just check out the live stream on the website as well and you will never be dropping out a signal. Anyway, stay tuned for more great programming today and we'll be back tomorrow morning right after the 7 o'clock news with Lyle and Mon on The Breakfast Show with Faith FM.
to help others.